Welcome to Hidden Tracks with Robin LaRose, the little heard stories behind the music, the artists, and their work. Hi, it's Robin LaRose. Welcome to the Hidden Tracks podcast. Today, featuring Carlos Santana, legendary guitarist and visionary force in music for well over 50 years now. Beginning in the late 60s with the groundbreaking Afro-Latin blues rock band from San Francisco, named after him, Santana started gaining a fan base after playing so many historic concerts at then-manager Bill Graham's Fillmore West venue in San Francisco. Emerging on a global scale at Woodstock, in the summer of 1969, two weeks before their debut album was released. That record stayed on Billboard's charts for more than two years. It was followed soon after by two more legendary albums, Abraxas and Santana 3. Now, 50 years later, with an additional 23 albums released, 100 million records sold around the world, eight Grammys, three Latin Grammys, induction into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and Grammy Hall of Fame for the albums Abraxas and the original debut release. Carlos Santana is now, after COVID shut the concert industry down for two years, and a personal health scare and major change in his diet late last year, is now on a 53-date North American tour called Blessings and Miracles. It's named after his most recent album, released in November of 2021. And I was very fortunate to have had the extreme pleasure of talking with the legendary guitarist. Hello, may I speak with Carlos Santana? This is Carlos. Hi, how are you? I'm great, thank you very much. It's Robin LaRose from Hi, Robin. Rock 101 in Vancouver. Glorious. Yeah, great pleasure to meet you. Likewise. How are you? <laughs> thank you for asking. I'm really strong and clear and grateful. I'm very, very happy to hear that. I know you uh, had a few problems before Christmas, uh, which canceled uh, your House of Blues shows in Vegas. And that, that wasn't COVID-related, was it? Uh, what happened is that when people get to be my age, uh, we pay the price for not eating correctly since we were kids. Uh, in other words, we were conditioned in the West and in a lot of places to eat meat and, and bread and things that create plaque around the heart, and then they plug, plug in your ar- arteries. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, I, my father left like that, and, and a lot of people that I know, my brother. So I decided to uh, do something different. I'm totally shifting, changing, giving birth to a whole new Carlos by starting with the diet. And I feel, um, I already feel a lot of, a lot of new energy. Uh, my wife Cindy is preparing for me different foods. Uh, and so I'm happy to tell you that uh, I'm going to be around for a while because I realize that shifting your perception of what you think you need to eat to what you really, really, you really need to eat, uh, it gives you more energy, a stronger heart. And um, let's see, like I said at the beginning, I feel strong and clear. I'm so happy to hear that. You're ready to go for the Blessing and Miracle Tour, which is coming to the AEC in Abbotsford, March 31st. It's somewhat of a miracle that one can tour in the time of COVID, isn't it? Yes, it is. Everything's a miracle uh, at this point, you know, and it was before, but now we appreciate it even more. Um, So I'm happy I'm one of the first ones that get to create, let's see, an A-track or a cassette or a record or or a DVD, or now streaming Blessings and Miracles, because 
blessings and miracles are frequencies that humans can actually manifest to heal and complement other humans and life. How about collaborating with uh, the new people and not so new people for uh, your latest project that came out last fall? How complicated was it uh, to do it remotely? I, I, I suspect with uh, various participants from Steve Winwood to uh, Rob Thomas again, even Chick Corea uh, and, yeah. his, and his wife. The last song that he, he created before he left and he gave it to us. Yeah, that's amazing. I was listening to it again last night. It's a it's very, very beautiful, ethereal uh, song that you uh, did with him. I am so blessed, man. Being, being this Mexican, Carlos, is really something else, man. I wake up in the morning and I get to email with Eric Clapton or talk to uh, Joe Bonamesa or Eric Gales. And, you know, and, I'm, and I'm constantly, because I'm a fan of everybody, everybody, you know. And so I just wake up to learn and discover and discover and learn new ways to manifest beauty and grace. How was the experience of recording uh, Blessings and Miracles? It's a piece of cake. It's really, really easy. You know, uh, I just close my eyes. I, you know, I plug in my amplifier, put on some headphones, and some people might be in London, some people might be in Africa, some people might be in Illinois or New Louisiana. It don't matter where they are. As soon as I close my eyes and I hit the guitar, we're together. What was the what was the concept or or inspiration for the direction of music on uh, the album, uh, as opposed to the uh, previous one? This one was mainly focused the trajectory into getting back in the radio. You know, uh, so I asked for a, a think think tank in my office, and people around me were comply. And I says, listen, I want to get back in the radio. Please tell me who has the finger in the pulse right now. Who writes music that goes right, right to radio? So they say, with Chris Stapleton. So we decided to call his manager and, and see if his manager would ask Chris Stapleton if he would have eyes to write a song with us or for us. And so then he called me after he heard about it, and, uh, and he says, well, what? Hi. I says, hi. He says, well, what kind, what kind of music you want to do? I says, mystical medicine music to heal a twisted, crooked world infected with fear, darkness, and ignorance. So he wrote this beautiful song called Joy. And it's gorgeous. It's really a wonder, man, that a lot of people, I haven't met them in person. We haven't shake hands. We haven't looked eye to eye and. And I look forward to spending time with my brother Chris Stapleton. He's, he's very, very, uh, he has a vibration like an archangel. You know, there's angels and archangels. Mm-hmm. You know, like, he has a vibration like Eric Clapton, like an archangel, you know. And they're all good, angels and archangels. But archangels have a, I guess they're arch- archangels because they're architects, you know. How, how did the uh, uh, cover of Procol Harum's Winter Shade of Pale uh, come together with Steve Winwood? That was my idea. We were at High Park in London, uh, 60 to 90,000 people were playing with Eric Clapton and Stevie Winwood and uh, la, 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 Gary Clark Jr. and ourselves. Mm-hmm. And I, was, I went on stage, and, and uh, Stevie Winwood was on stage. We're listening to Gary Clark. And uh, I walked up, because there was no Kobe yet, so I walked up right out to uh, Stevie Winwood, and I, I put my 
you know, my mouth very close to his ear, and I say, hey, Stevie, I hear you doing White a Shade of Pale. You playing organ and singing it. We're going to do it African, Puerto Rican, and Cuban, very sexy, like a Wajita. <laughs> and then he just kept looking far away. He wouldn't look at me. Finally, after about five to ten seconds, he turned around and he looked at me and he goes, Carlos, I can hear it. You skip the light, Fandango. Doesn't he sound incredible? Yeah. It, it's a really beautiful and different take on uh, that classic, absolutely. Hey, can you tell me quickly about uh, the two songs written by your kids? Breathing Underwater and uh, Rambalero by Salvador. <laughs> these are gorgeous, gorgeous songs. Thank you. You know, all these songs, I keep hearing them kind of far away. And, and I said, I, I called my son. I said, son, I just Googled a, a Shazam a song that I keep hearing. I thought it's from somebody in Europe, but it turned out to be your song. I like it so much. Can I put it on my album? Can I put guitar and Cindy can play drums and, and can we put my band on your song and put it on my album? He goes, he goes, are you kidding? <laughs> I go, no, I'm not kidding. <laughs> so the same thing with my daughter. I says, honey, you know, that song that you sent me, Breathing on the Water, I can't stop playing it. It's so beautiful. What do you think if I put my guitar in it and put it on my album? Is that okay with you? And she said the same thing. Are you kidding? <laughs> I'm like, no, dear, I wouldn't kid around like that. You know, she goes, okay, you can do it, you know. I'm breathing underwater, somewhere far away. The waves are getting calmer, like they were that day. So it feels like, um, it feels wonderful, you know, for Salvador, Stella, and my wife, Cindy, playing drums um, in the same album. It's, it's a family thing. Absolutely. So cool. Um, what, what um, and I'm sure you're going to be doing some of the uh, songs from the new album in this concert tour, along with, uh, uh, well, you've got so many uh, great albums, great songs, material from the last 50 years of your career, from Woodstock to the first album, Abraxas, Supernatural, and uh, the most recent one as well. Yes, we feel really, really grateful. We get, we get to play yesterday, today, and tomorrow. And uh, Plus, we make up some stuff on the spot. You know, sometimes I, I just tear up the set list and we just, like, really? go for it. Is there, is there a, a favorite or particular period of music from past albums you love to play live? I like things from Caravan Sarai. I like uh, Song of the Wind. I like instrumental songs a lot. Yeah. Uh, but I also love the Supernatural uh, era. You know, uh, that was really, really incredible because uh, when that album came out, everybody was calling me from Prince. To everybody was like, damn, dude, you know, it must be really something to be you right now. I said, you know, I, all I know is that I'm really, really busy, but I'm not complaining. <laughs> the band you're bringing with you on this tour eight incredibly seasoned veterans that have been with you for uh, so many years with your wife Cindy Blackman Santana on drums uh, David Matthews on keys and Tommy and guitars uh, backing you up as well it's a fantastic band incredibly tight um, in, with, in the time of COVID you, you guys obviously have to get together to uh, uh, rehearse yes uh what we need, what what I call rehearse is basically crystallizing uh, 
the tempo, the feel, and the groove of a song. We don't have to play the whole song. Just play, you know, it's like a chef when he, when he puts his finger in his mouth and he licks it, <laughs> and he puts it in the food and he licks it again, you know, that kind of stuff. You, know, you, just, you just, I just want to taste the groove, the feel, and the tempo. <laughs> Once that is correct, correct, then it's just like uh, a spiritual orgasm. <laughs> Um, you, you said putting together this uh, most recent album was a piece of cake. Is it, is it complicated? Has, it, has COVID made it uh, very complicated for touring for you and everybody else in uh, your entourage? Or is it just kind of, uh, we've done this before, and we're just going to go out and do it, no problem? It's a lot more thought out with methodical how to protect people, yes. us in the audience. Mm-hmm. You know, protect the crew, protect the band, you know, so... Uh, really, really uh, don't take any chances when you go to restaurants or whatever. Just honor, honor people. You know, people have the right to believe whatever they believe. Just keep, your, keep the germs to yourself, you know. Yeah. Uh, and so I, I respect, and this is a planet of free will. I respect all that. Just please wear a mask when we're in an elevator. Otherwise, I won't get in it, you know. Uh, until, until that day arrives with that germ, and that virus is no more and we can just relax, then I will relax. But in the meantime, I don't want to walk into an elevator and there's some knuckleheads who don't want to wear a mask because they're too macho or whatever. And I'm like, well, I'll take, I'll catch the next one. You know? Yeah. We look forward to your arrival here in Abbotsford at the AEC, uh, March 31st, Carlos Santana, Take care of yourself, and we'll, we'll see you very, very soon. Lord willing, yes. Thank you so much. Okay. Bye-bye. Speaking with the legendary guitarist Carlos Santana from his home in Las Vegas. The Blessings and Miracles Tour in North America from March 25th through August 27th. Go see him if and where you can. It'll be worth it. Thanks for listening. I'm Robin LaRose. You've been listening to the Hidden Tracks Podcast with Robin LaRose. Subscribe to the podcast through iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, and everywhere you find your podcasts.